Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, everyone, issue number 46. This week, the Bad Cody Funky Podcast crew is talking about Disney's Zootopia, the new animated feature, fun for all. But before we get into Disney's Zootopia, we got a few items that uh, came up today and this week in our nerd world. Yeah, so a couple days ago, we got a first taste of Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been a very much anticipated trailer for those who are big fans of Doctor Strange. And I have to say, guys, like I was never, like I said in the article, I was never like a big fan of Doctor Strange. Like I was never, he wasn't my first go-to guy when I think of Avengers, sure. you know, like never the guy I thought of. Like I always thought of um, the Hulk. And whenever I think Doctor Strange, I think of the guy from Dr. Venture Orpheus. Brothers. Yes, that's yeah. who I think of completely. Um, but I'm interested, man. This looks really dope. And I just like how it's all just mystical and uses magic and whatnot. And how he becomes like Sorcerer Supreme. He defends the world from like the dark arts and whatnot. So it looks... I'm interested. I have to say, I really am. But it's an origin story. So I have some reservations. Well, I mean, it's an origin story. But Marvel's done really well with origin stories, I think, thus far. That's and true. He- He's got the same exact origin as Iron Man, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> kind uh, of. It's a little, is it? Yeah. Well, I, I thought he was a ma- car master, ma- master of his field is caught sure. in a tragic accident. Sure. Learn, learns humility through his recovery. Yeah. Completely changes his life. Sure. Beca- well, I mean, when you look at it that, at that broadly, but I think I think there is the uh, they have the, the same mustache. The devils in the details. Everybody knows. Yeah, mustache grows. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who like don't really know a lot about Doctor Strange and are very interested from this trailer. And don't really want to read the comic books for whatever crazy fucking reason that you can think of. Uh, but you should. Like, you like should. Myself, maybe. You should. But if that's like something that's just out of the question for whatever reason, uh, definitely watch the animated movie. I didn't care about Doctor Strange at all until after the animated movie. And then I really started to get into him. I really started to dig what he was about. Which animated film? Uh, the Marvel put one out uh, quite a few years Doctor ago. Doctor Strange. Yeah. The Doctor Strange movie. Which anime? I know one? it's hard to hmm. hard to believe. But the one uh, the one called it was it was about a bus that would speed, and if it speed above fifty miles an hour, it would explode, and they had to keep speeding. We'll call it the bus that wouldn't slow down. <laughs> if you look real close, he's actually in the background of Ultimate Avengers two. That's clearly what Greg is talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, yeah. It was I think ultimate- I, I wonder who would win it in a fight, even though they're kind of the same. Doctor Strange or Doctor Fate? Doctor Strange is really powerful. I, yeah, but Doctor I have Fate. not read enough Doctor Fate to comment. I don't but either, but he creeps the fuck out of me. So I'm going to say, if him. you want to <laughs> see something cool, Sergio, why don't you Google yourself Doctor Strange Fate? Which is the amalgam version of the two of them oh, put God. together? <laughs> now we're going really far out. Well, well here's oh, the thing with uh, with Doctor Strange. His his enemies are like hyper powerful. He fights Dormammu. He fights Blackheart. Like these are characters that Blackheart? if they if they ah. yeah no joke <laughs> Marvel versus Capcom. Anyway, no. So uh, <laughs> it, but if if they wanted to, these characters could probably destroy the entire Earth and and not break a sweat. Oh, not the e- only not reason even they don't. They, they've most certainly done it a few times, and we just don't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the reason they don't of late is because that their main enemy is Doctor Strange. Like, dude does not he, fuck around. He doesn't. He's just he, he's opie as fuck. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time too, like I don't know enough about Doctor Fate 
either to really comment because he's sort of those characters that I've always known he's existed, but I've never really been interested enough to read. But I feel like in the animated, in the Justice League animated, I feel like he fought Cthulhu. He did. Yeah. But it was it was well, it was Hawkgirl taking a mace to that business to And Solomon Grundy too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's the that's the Defenders episode. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Well, also, like, how <laughs> powerful much. is Cthulhu in the DC universe? Here's the here's the here's the real moneymaker, people. And to to settle it, Doctor Strange does not have power of his own. Everything that he uses is channeled by some other force. Mm-hmm. Doctor Fate's got his helmet. He gets it all by himself. Yeah, that's true. So well, yeah. and whoever, whoever puts on the helmet pretty much becomes Fate. Could be Detective Chimp. You don't know. You don't know. Could be anybody. <laughs> anybody. But yeah, well, before before I run out of time, um, I I really just liked the imagery so much. Oh yeah. With, with, with the trailer, I mean, like I, I oh, got a lot beautiful. of uh, a big Inception vibe from some yep. parts, but at the same time, there's only so many ways you can show reality warping, and I think they showed enough. <laughs> different ways other than that one scene with the city all bent everywhere uh i yeah. think every other shot where they were changing reality was was pretty original and i didn't and mind I, that like either that. the like whole a, the whole like warping uh oh, i didn't mind it no yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, I thought it was really pretty cool, cool. and yeah. it really really lent yeah. itself to just like and in general sure. i love how this movie is is going to be explaining marvel's magic because i mean i'm gonna be honest here in comic books most elements are ill-defined because they do whatever the writer wants them to do in that situation. Sure. But the movies have this this benefit of of having a a clear idea of how things work and then sticking to it. Hmm. And it will it'll actually establish, I hope, how how magic works in a in an easy to grasp way for audiences, mm-hmm. which will make a, a huge portion of Marvel's uh, universe that for the most part has been underexplored. There really hasn't been that much in the mystic field with Marvel stuff. There, it's usually mutants or technology, and there are, there's like the token magic character here and there, but you very rarely get that in-depth and exploration. Sure. I mean, I really enjoy how the difference between the real world and the magic world looks, and you really get to see that when... Um, What's her name? Tilda Sw- Swinton. The Ancient One. The Ancient One, like, does that freaking, like, crazy little punch that knocks his astral form right out of his body. <laughs> that was so cool. Like, I love Punches that. the ghost punch. out of him. And, and, like, the magic <laughs> aspect just looks so, like, enchanting and so bright against this, like, gritty, dark kind of way of filming, which is, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. No, I, I love seeing the astral projection. I love how they mentioned, like, chakras. Mm. It was cool. Yeah. What I'm interested in seeing is like how the other like MCU characters will react to like the stuff Doctor Strange does. Like especially especially Iron Man, especially Tony Stark. What is he gonna say when he meets Doctor Strange? Like, all right, so we have a god, we have Hulk, and a magician. We have, and now we have a magician. None of this makes any sense. You know, like I want to see how they react to each other. Well, I mean, like, and then like when we get like Thanos in the mix and everybody else, you know. There's also the fact too that they've already kind of stated that magic in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just a really advanced uh, te- technology form that we can't understand. Just like yeah. Asgard, Thor says it. Yeah, yeah, that's Asgard. So we don't know if they're going to go straight magic as you know, someone would traditionally think like Harry Potter or stuff like that, or if they're going to go for the more Asgard feel they've already set up. We like, don't. Well, yeah, know. Maybe the, maybe the, the Eye of Agamotto is an Asgardian relic. You don't know. Well, I so yeah. I remember reading somewhere recently that says um, that was actually in 
um, Odin's treasury or something like that in the background. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I didn't go back to rewatch it just to verify it myself, but I, I briefly skimmed upon that. I was like, oh, you know, it makes sense. The Infinity Gauntlet was there. Like, why not? You know. Yeah. Why not just throw that in there too? What if that's another one of the relics? Which one Ooh. haven't we seen yet? Uh, wasn't there one just for magic? No, there's like there's one of the gems was like uh, was it? We what have we seen? We've we've seen a lot. They don't. I don't think they really match up exactly though. They ca- they kind of do though. I, I, what was the space gem was in Guardians? The mind gem? No, the power gem was in Guardians. No. Yeah. The power gem is the ether from Thor because it's red. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? I mean, unless the colors don't. The match. color? No, they changed the colors. The colors are changed for like MCU. Okay, if they change the colors, I'm totally lost. But I know that the red <laughs> one was in Thor, and that's usually power. And the purple one was in Guardians, and that one's usually space. And the blue one is in Avengers, and that's usually mind. But the blue one was actually the yellow one inside of a cube, which ended up being reality, which got put into Vision's face. So all bets are off, bitches. Wait, what? <laughs> no, so apparently we actually don't know what the time and soul gem are yet. So it's entirely Those- possible that it's the soul gem. That'd be good. Yeah. It could be. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Um Stones. Space Stone is the Tesseract. Uh Mind Stone was from it's it was, was Loki Staff. Was Loki Staff, which is now in Vision. And then Power is Guardians. Real, the, the Reality Stone is... was the red one. Yeah. Uh the Power Stone is the purple one. Which was in Guardians. And also mm-hmm. a game on the Sega Dreamcast. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this but movie yeah. looks looks cool, and uh, yeah. everyone who who you know took pictures like uh, of seeing Benedict Cumberbatch there in the street in the full like uh, garb and Doctor Strange, it looks really yeah, cool. At the end of the trailer, when you hear the footsteps and you see him walking up the stairs with the, with cape, the cape and, and I everything, lost it. yeah, so seriously, happy. and yeah, the, the images are, are crazy too. Like people were like, "Oh, look, they're shooting!" And oh man, like the costume looks so official. I'm just like, "Wow, yeah. finally!" Because that's like something like about this man, it's like it's not not starting to research, but it's like that's what's so great about the MCU now. It's like they're not trying to go away from the comics; they're embracing what these characters look like in the comics to like the full extent. Like everyone looks how they're supposed. To look like they could have easily gone somewhere with like Doctor Strange and have him look like I don't know, yeah, I mean, like clad leather or some shit like that. It depends on the character, but I think for the most part, Marvel is is much more eager to draw from from yeah. the comics yeah. than than a lot of other. Well, of course, I mean, like that's what made them the money in the first place the first iron man also also in in the trailer like uh, isn't doesn't Doctor Strange uh, get all of his mentoring from the ancient one or was that is that Shazam? No, that's a different universe. Completely different. Yeah. Um, it's 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 well. The answer to your question is technically right in both universes, and that Billy Batson is is Captain Marvel. He gets his stuff from Shazam, and but Doctor Strange gets his all from the Ancient One. So they both only have the one teacher to become a super magical being. Well, right, but also Baron Mordo had a hand in that too, right? Didn't Baron help train him? I I, I don't know. Like- I thought I've always thought they were pupils together. Yeah, they were, oh, they were. but then yeah. and then Doctor Strange was chosen to be the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, and he was yeah because so, I always I thought, thought Mordo I thought, was there longer. That's why. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought Doctor Strange was was trained by like uh, like some like Asian dude or chick or whatever, whatnot, like uh, up in the mountains somewhere in like a monastery. Yeah, that was the that, that, is, that was that the one originally. Yeah, that that is it. But in the movie, they made it uh, Tilda Swinton, who is yeah, fairly, that's fairly androgynous as, and I think they did that on purpose. You know, like like she, for example, when she was in Constantine, mm-hmm. she played Gabriel. Gabriel. 
which yeah. is also just like, well, you know, if the androgynous nature really kind of worked out because, you know, you don't know if it's a, if it's supposed to be a man or a woman or does, it doesn't matter at that point because it's an angel. So I think they're kind yeah, of that was, before gender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was clearly a chick. But like, I'll, I'll give it a slide because like she, she, she looks like angelic in like her, her natural form. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a problem with the whole like I was like, wait, wait a minute, because in the animated one, it wasn't a bunch of Asian people. But I, I also know, think they're trying to go away from stereotypes too. At that point, it's, it's whitewashing. It's whitewashing. It's all around. And yet, oh my God. we're going away from stereotypes, and yet we still have Wong as the Asian manservant. I mean, there's no, there's no getting rid of that. There's no, <laughs> there's no getting rid of it. No getting you can make that. you can make Baron Mordo black, but you got to keep Wong. Maybe Asian. that was the compromise, and it's like, all right, <laughs> that, so that, that was the manservant. But we keep Wong. We keep Wong. That was the thing. And speaking of Hollywood whitewashing. We have our next topic is uh, the first photo of Scarlett Johansson as Major Motoko Kusanagi. In, I'm so mixed with this. I mean, nice fair. I mean, first off, to, for, be fair, like, like, to, be, to be fair, first off, okay, let's just say that, you know, for all those who don't know what Ghost in a Shell is, you're in the wrong place because we, we are some nerds up in here. And wait, you wait, should but know. hold on. But hold on. Stop listening no, hold on. no, wait, don't. Please come back. But hold on. But hold on. If you don't know what Ghost in the Shell is, you should probably go through the archives and listen to the Baghead Funky podcast where we actually watched the Ghost in the Shell, the first ever movie that they did. Um, so you can catch up through there. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. It was it was a great time, yeah. but uh, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this movie. Obviously, as Scarlett Johansson uh, is not an Asian woman, because a lot of people were arguing, well, it's animated. They're not necessarily Asian. They're not necessarily white. They're not necessarily Chinese. Whatever. But uh, I I'm of the mind, and I'm of the camp who's just like, but her name is Motoko Kusanagi. Yeah. No, which... the funniest argument I heard was that it's okay because anime is pulled from from. The style's pulled from Walt Disney, who's an American, so anime looks like a bunch of white people, so it's okay that she's cast as a white person. <laughs> Although, to be fair, very, very, very few actresses could fit the body type she's supposed to look like in that movie, and Scarlett Johansson does fit her like body type and her f- and have the acting chops too, and the acting chops, and even looks like when you like when you like especially on the poster when you see like um like a photo side to side like side by side, she looks like her. How yeah. she's supposed. How she's well, like yeah, illustrated. I was I was super impressed with the picture, with the exception of like race, the the costume design, the the hairstyle, like just in general the environment too. It, it just felt like Ghost in the Shell. The only issue was you know. Well, I, the I think also we're like living in a time now where race casting has been swapped around so much, um, both ways too. Baron Mordo, for example. What what Greg's trying to say was we almost live in a world where Keanu Reeves played Kaneda in a in an Akira movie. Uh, I thought, I thought it was going to be um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, don't are you serious? Yeah, that was going to be I, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's what I heard. I, I didn't. I hear heard it was Keanu Reeves. Reeves. I heard Keanu Reeves. I was being half wow. serious, and yeah. then I didn't really know. No, seriously. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be um, Tetsuo. That's would actually really like. <laughs> and I would actually describe because he, he's a phenomenal actor. So I would I would kind of forgive that, but maybe maybe I'm biased because like uh, I I like Scarlett Johansson for certain movies. Like Lucy was cool when she was doing action, but some of the scenes fell flat when she was acting. Now acting wise, I think she does a good job in the Avengers. But then again, it's not like you know an Academy Award winning movie. So what kind of action are we talking about here? Well, think think well, about also, her performance. At the same time, think about her. The superhero movies get kind of you know. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Like, like I've never no, like I've never seen a movie where she's had this like uh, this range of acting in which she, she can portray all the emotions and everything that the Ghost in a Shell has put us through. And I, I, it, I don't I don't think, think she of can her do it. the movie her. 
with her voice. She alone. was she was good. I mean, that was that was really good voice voiceover, but. Putting coupling that with like acting expressions out loud. I mean, I yeah, I, 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 I the major give it to you doesn't for her, have any be. expression. All the emotion uh, you hear is through true. her voice. That's true. Mm. She really doesn't. So that's what I'm thinking is she has that like deadpan kind of like you know almost mm-hmm. robotic look to her. <laughs> they they I think cast her because like it's Scarlett Johansson, your soulless robot. We want you for this movie. I Perfect. Mean, it's <laughs> not I'm a so bad movie. To be fair, one of the things that we brought up in the podcast was was how lifeless Motoko acted mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Like her, her when, when she did sound human, mm-hmm. it sounded awkward. Mm-hmm. So, so perhaps they did intentionally target her for her awkward acting. <laughs> True, but then we, we don't know if they, well, they, we don't really know if they're going to be pulling from the original movie. They, there's so much more material now to pull from, and sure. in some True. of some of the other uh, series, I mean, I, I like the uh, the uh, Tachikoma from the series, and that wasn't in the original ones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those ones are dope. yeah, those, those robots. Like, hi, Major. Like, <laughs> I love I <laughs> the robot my... spiders. What's not to love? Yeah, I, with 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 the, the with the so mentality good. of a, of a five year old, I think. And there's because well, so... like, they have they have organic, like, almost, like, nearly organic AI, so they're able to actually problem solve independently uh, of an operator. Behind it, but because of where technology is, they've only been able to achieve the the social competence of like a five year old or a seven year old. And I love those things. And, and I, I would yeah. I wouldn't mind if if they put that into the movie somehow if it worked. Now, if they're doing like a full on just straight live action adaptation, then take out this white lady because she's not. Her last name is obviously not Kristen. Like I can't I can't picture like uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, my name is. Matoko Kusuda, whatever. Yeah, no, she's so gonna, gonna, gonna make it so that she's half Japanese and write it off. Oh yeah. God! Well, oh God! They're going to, aren't they? Because you know it. because it's a Western-made company. It. It's a Western company for a Western audience. The thing is, there are like thousands of like Asian actors and actresses. So we're looking at a point from, oh, who could possibly fit into this body? Who can fit into this role? Yeah, we don't know like tens of thousands of like the actors that are over there. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be really, really good. Look, look, look at Donnie Yen. He's a really good actor, and if you watch any of his movies, he has range. Isn't it a different language? Yeah, but it's there's a lot of range there. So if we were to, I don't know, make make some other movie uh, for the Western audience in which we would cast Donnie Yen. So I don't know if Donnie Yen has the tits for it. <laughs> not for this movie. That's what I was saying. If we were to make another not movie yet. and we not needed yet. and we needed somebody to fit the role, it's like, oh well, we don't know anybody Asian, put a white person in. But then what about Donnie Yen, who's a really good like male Donnie Asian actor? Man. Well, here's here's why I'm so mixed. As a character, other than her name, Motoko's depth has been all about her her wrestling with whether or not she is still a human being, whether or not she has what what constitutes where how much of yourself needs to still be there, and it brings up all of these questions with transhumanism or posthumanism. And uh, but one thing that was never a huge part of of Motoko was was her race. You could kind of have interpreted her for as as any race, really, other than her name. That being said, I th- I have the same complaint with this as I do with the upcoming Iron Fist series. I think it's a missed opportunity to give more. But Iron Fist more... is actually white. Yeah, but at the same time, he didn't. He doesn't need to be. And well, sure, and but then like Motoko, like Motoko like, yeah, they could be either. Yeah, she doesn't need to be. Baron Mordo doesn't need to be white but either. They could have been, and it would have helped the industry out. It would, it would have been better for it, is what I'm trying. But to how say. do you? Yeah, know? I agree with Marjorie Liu on this. Like she, she, she tweeted something about this. How, how it was, it was made in a time where you know, if the hero was somebody not American, it would not have been accepted. 
Wait, you know, what? But, I don't I don't mm-hmm. understand what you just said. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that went right over my head. So, so it's that like it, it, you, they they basically needed to have a white person for the comic to to sell because comics weren't as big then and, and it was a lot more. Oh, you talking about Danny Rand? Environment then, yeah. We'll we'll have this debate again when they cast when they cast it. a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> then everybody has a reason to be mad. Two white dudes going to Asia, learn about martial arts, <laughs> and becoming experts. Yeah, <laughs> three ninjas strike back. I'm more oh, of a. Dude, I'm like I'm over purist in how I think the characters should look how they look on film than they do on the book. That's why I really like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, they do take liberties, sure, and it does take me a lot to like get over it when that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Uh, but I end up do getting over it. And I do really like enjoy it. Like missed opportunity with Johnny Storm and Fantastic Four. Like Michael B. George is a fantastic actor. He would have been great had he been able to do the role justice. But my gut reaction was everyone else's, which was like, Ew, what? Yeah, I only I only have ever had a problem when they, is when they start to retroactively change the comics to conform more to. The yeah, movies. that's that's like, when we get into like, the danger zone. Like you can like you can like Nick Fury can. Can be Samuel Jackson, but but he he doesn't have to be Samuel Jackson in the comics. Like and yet, well, so, but that, we have Nick Fury's illegitimate black son. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, which is prob- almost more offensive than just having <laughs> Nick Fury jump universes. Yeah. 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 Like ah. ultimate ultimate universe, right? Yeah. Like, they could have done it. They had it. They had it out, and they didn't use it. Nope, yeah. Point is, Hollywood needs to stop stop doing this because it's ridiculous now. I just mean, stop, well, stop swapping shit around. There was a uh, there, there was yeah to, to to end this uh this topic. There was uh, somebody online who was like, oh, what about uh that that girl who played Montago in um in uh, Pacific Rim? Like she 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 did a good job. I bought sure. the same haircut. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she would have been good. Absolutely. She had the chops, but it's just like nope. You need puzz uh, Scott's because deadpan and whatnot. Uh, coming up, a movie we're really looking forward to. I know I'm looking forward to it. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, we yeah. got the third trailer this week. It uh, to what's it's um it's to Ballroom Blitz and you don't know me. What's the actual name of that song? <laughs> um, hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. Song. But anyway, uh, what did you guys what think of the trailer? Uh, honestly, like this really turned me off from like Suicide Squad. Really? really? The, what? the trailer before this with um, Bohemian Rhapsody made me excited to see it. Watching this, it was eerie, yeah. Watching this trailer, I was like, "Will it's Will Smith playing wearing a Deadshot costume? It's not Will Smith being something else. It's just basically took Will Smith out of Independence Day." I don't mind. That's that's all not a negative thing for me because he's not bothers, a, he's not an Independence that, Day. I mean, might as well. That, be no, that bothers else. me. It's like you can't. You, I'm like he can't like have any range. He's he's he's, he's, he's Will Smith in the wearing a Deadshot costume. Well, that's yeah, exactly he's he's, he he's phoning it in. Like, that's, yeah, that's what bo- that's what bothers me. And also, like Harley Quinn seems more like. She's gonna be like the the like the sex icon. This not like the mad dog killer she's supposed to be, or well, at least I, how I agree with you there. I, th- I think that sh- also yeah, just I feels th- like they threw in Batman and they referenced Superman just so we know it's in the same universe. Yeah, you know? yeah. They Superman really came down and in. did this. Who would stop him? See, we said Superman. Superman guy is Superman. Yeah, yeah. It's in the same place. There's a crack team just, over it, over a uh, crack marketing team over at DC who is just like they they don't know what's going on. And and Harley Quinn, like right in, in this trailer, to me doesn't seem like Harley. She seems like some other character that's like calling so, herself Harley Quinn. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like Margot Robbie tried to do the voice. It sounded like she tried to do the accent. No, she's not like, even no, trying anymore. You don't. You don't have to, it, it, it just sounds like she is trying too hard. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like she she's almost like wants. Like, oh, I want everyone to think I'm so crazy. And, it's and, like and why can't she just sound sincere? Why can't she just use the 
accent she had in like Wolf of Wall Street. That's what that was perfect. Like when I saw Wolf of Wall Street and I saw her, it's like, yes, she needs to be Harley Quinn. You know, she has the I, yes, accent. She actually, can do it. Yeah, and she's I thought not the using same that fucking too. accent. So that there's also something to be said too, where uh, we're left under the assumption that she has been separated from the Joker for a while. So I'm hoping, not that I think this is going to happen, but I'm hoping that once she starts interacting with the Joker more and more and more, that accent starts to like surface a bit and ends up like she's like very, I mean, she's very impressionable. You can't, you can't deny that. Her whole origin oh, yeah. is she was, uh, she was the Joker shrink who just like became just entranced with him and his whole ideology and all that stuff. So I wonder if you take her away from that, if she starts to lose kind of that impulse and all that craziness. And now she's trying to keep up facades because she's already done so much so she already knows she's fucked but she has a little bit of her old self back but once she's just going closer to the joker if then the accent starts kicking in that's what i'm hoping i don't think it's i think it's a little too deep for what they're trying to do in the dc uh cinematic universe what is a dcu trying to do i'd fuck <laughs> if i know. i know it does seem kind of all over the place you have you have like batman or superman which is a really like gritty dark film and then you have this trailer where it's like they're taking a note from Guardians of the Galaxy. They wanted it to be like really fun, which is great. But it's and now it feels out of place. Yeah, I mean, my main like my thing is I am now separating myself from anything resembling what cool bad guys are with the DC cinematic universe. Like they already completely fucking botched Doomsday and they completely botched uh, Lex Luthor. So I'm just like, if if they do anything, like if the Joker is even remotely cool, I'm going to be a real big fan because my expectations are already set real fucking low. Yeah, whoever, you can't whoever put is, this bar lower, folks. Yeah, whoever is, is sitting up in, in, in DC and she's like, okay, uh, let's use the movie studio Weta. Mm, what did Weta do? Lord of the Rings. Mm, that, that troll looked really cool. Let's use that. It's literally the same company and it's almost the same exact character model. For both the troll, Lord of the Rings, and Doomsday, just put like. But also, like, really, would you be really happy if they just came out and said it like, "Yeah, we we reuse some." I would because it would it would show I mean, some level did. of accountability <laughs> as opposed to all these people who we don't know they're making decisions like messing up our titles that we're not. It's like, oh, who's up there just sitting on their ivory tower, not listening to fans and not looking at all this like material? I mean, yeah. obviously, Zack Snyder did because a lot of the movie references the the Dark Knight as we went over in a previous podcast. You should listen to an iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. <laughs> but other than that, it seems like they throw some other stuff in there, and like there's certain people just putting their hands in the cookie jar that shouldn't be. You know, like I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder didn't have 100 percent control on that movie. Let's be honest here. Sure. Yeah, but uh, hopefully the DCU gets her act together because we love DCU. I, I I'm more DC than I am Marvel. Like, what, what are you guys? I'm the opposite. I'm I've I I grew up with. Uh, I mean both. DC and Marvel shows, you know, the 90s X-Men cartoon, and then there was Superman and Batman. But Marvel's universe just always felt more lively and uplifting to me. Mm. And, and I know it's probably just the material that I that I watched, because, I mean, you can... There, I'm sure there's comics in the DC universe that are more upbeat, but at least what I grew up seeing kind of gave the DC universe this this feeling of bleakness and, and, uh, and depression. <laughs> Jinkies. Um, it's just, I know it's wrong, but it's just, it's just how I what I grew up you with. You really know? should have grown up reading those Batman Adventures, Superman Adventures comics that were based on the cartoon because they are a ton of fun. Oh, those cartoons no, I, are amazing. I, I still like the DC Universe. I'm just saying the yeah. kind of the feeling no, I get. But to, to, to give yeah. you such an impression of it at a young age, there's no there's not much bouncing back from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really too bad. I'm uh, scarred for life. Like Amber, I'm also very much a Marvel zombie. Um, but Suicide Squad is one of those DC books, probably one of the few ones I've read. 
really the entire like extended volume of mm. something like 67 66 issues of the original run by John Ostrander um and Captain Boomerang who is my favorite member of the squad is in the movie he looks fucking awesome in the movie out of everybody who's in there he looks the one that's probably the most dead on yeah he's an asshole that I'm sure nobody likes mm-hmm. will betray them at a minute's notice mm-hmm. And he's killing people with boomerangs. There's not much more I could ask for there. Yeah. And he's played by an actual Australian. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of real, uh, it's time to start the main portion of the podcast, talking about Disney's Zootopia. Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. The only podcast where anyone can be anything. Welcome one and all to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, feature number 46. Today we'll be talking about Disney's Zootopia. An excellent movie that has come out. Uh, all these great animations that you see in the trailers and stuff. You're like, I have to go see this movie. And we've all seen this movie. On today's podcast, we've got Booster Greg. What up? We've got Adam Bomb Amber. Kaboom! We've got Tubes Casey. Hey! And we got Dave, the Bearded Menace. Yo! And I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for tuning in. Zootopia. Yeah, so to, I was one of those people that really was not looking forward to seeing this movie, to be honest. Like, I mean, the trailer looked funny. It, it did make me laugh, like, super, super hard. And unlike some movies, didn't show too much? Yeah, it didn't show us anything at all. But, because um, I thought, when I when I first thought, when I first heard about the movie, and we, we were going to do like, the podcast on it, I thought, crap, I'm going to have to sit through another, like, Frozen you know, that's why, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Now, I was saying Frozen was bad, but yeah. So, it's not everybody's cup of tea, you know? Yeah. Some people just can't do musical numbers. And I'm like, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm going to hear musicals and this shit. Just fucking great. You have to pay to watch this. God damn it. And then um, I went to go see it, and it was fantastic. It was a lot. It was like way better than I thought it was going to be. Like, animation style was really nice, it was really well put together. And like the story, and it was like had like a good message behind it. And I know I'm an emotional bastard, but I had some waterworks going watching this man. Like I'm like, uh-huh. it's a lot of emotional trouble for the big man. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that, that poor bunny. I know what that feels like, you know. And it's like, it just good, good all around movie, and a good kids movie for kids to watch and adults also, man. Oh man, I I love the message that that, that it gives kids. Like his, uh, it's important for all these movies to have uh, something for for everybody. And a long time ago, it used to just be you know just, just something for the kids. But I, I I forget which movie started doing it, putting a lot of things in it that only adults get. Like every adult in the theater absolutely died when they went to the DMV to win a license plate, and every worker was a sloth. Like every adult just started <laughs> laughing in unison, and all yeah, the kids see, were like, when I saw uh, that. Oh my god! Because no, that was the trailer. That, that was pretty much that was the initial trailer. They just showed that scene. That's all you needed to see to know this movie was good shit. <laughs> because uh, well, going going into it though, I um, I didn't go into it completely blind. I had I'd heard that it actually had some cool messages that were like related to you know someone who's in college 
kind of get it going out in the world and just reassuring their parents that everything's okay and that it's not as shitty as it actually is. And I was like, oh crap, I know that, I know that exactly. But then when I saw the film, it had so much more beyond that. And, and it, it really just, it was such a good message just to have out there that, that children were seeing, you know, when you're, when kids are, are, are getting this, this kind of messaging at such a young age, it really does stick with you. And, and, and the ideal of this movie is, is furthering is, is only a good thing in my mind. Absolutely. And it's a positive, <coughs> excuse me, it's a positive message of you can be anything, you can do whatever you want to do. Because this story is about this bunny who comes from this farm and she wants to be a cop. It's just her, her dream to help people, really. And uh, there have been no bunny cops because they're a small animal. In this world, uh, it draws parallels to ours. So there are bigger animals like rhinos and lions and, uh, and, you, and, he's, and everything that's big is usually a cop and usually something in their place. Like the hamsters, like work on Wall Street, they just like do their job and push pencils and that's it like there are mice that do things but she just really broke out of the box and want to do her own thing and that was a message to kids like you can do whatever you want to do like no one can tell you that you can't be this or that you can do it and you just work hard and you can do it and it was so great to see that because throughout the movie the character was constantly told oh you can't like you can't do this like what are you doing here and her parents are like it's, it's fine to dream but just don't don't dream too big <laughs> oh my god <laughs> tell you about settling yeah we settled so hard <laughs> oh my god when her, when her yeah. bunny parents were like we settled look where we are we have all these kids and all the and this and this stupid farm and we're great it's like oh you, my oh my god we're happy kids because we gave up on our dreams i was dying dude i was like <laughs> Holy crap, what are they? What? I was like, damn, they're going hard with the message early. And then they. they... No, I was dying when I heard that. Yeah. Away. Like, holy crap, they show you. And, and, but like, she was just so adorable how she was like, wait, so. Oh, don't call her adorable because no... another oh, bunny, no, you can call another cute. bunny adorable, uh, but you can't. No, when, when she was a child, when she was a child, it was a child, childhood cuteness. Anyway. It's, <laughs> it's part of the rule. She said it herself. You can't call her adorable. No, another bunny. God. I'm an animal racist. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, animal no, but, um, yeah. She's like, oh, uh, uh, another bunny can call another bunny. You can't call. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I love that. They have their <laughs> own, like, societal rules. Like, I was like, what? No, but no, because when, when, but like, it, she was just so, like, it was so, she was so innocent. Like, how, like, oh, there's no other cops? Well, then I guess I have to be in the first one. Like, she, she didn't, she didn't let the statistics, like, weigh her down. She let it, she just molded her her vision to, to, to just work with this new information. And it was, it was just so nice to see someone not give up in the face of all of, the, of, this, of this effort to take them down, to tear them down. Seriously, even when, when she was a, a small little bunny and she, you know, was growing up against bullies, well, this one bully that was, you know, like uh, bullying her friends. And then she grew up and was like, oh, I'm going to go to Zootopia and help people. And she did. She went to the academy. She was failing. And then she did it. And then she went off to the city. And, oh, man, it's... That that it's, montage of her failing was so great. Mm-hmm. It it reminded me of uh, the bit in Silence of the Lambs. I know, like, what a weird comparison. Where <laughs> it's like Starling comes around the corner. It's like you're dead, Starling. Then, but in this movie, it's like everything she does, even if it's just falling from a, a like monkey bars or falling into the toilet, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> that last one, I didn't know. I did not expect. That. <laughs> like, what are the chances? That's right? how they the get you in these like, movies. Right they, they catch you. Yeah, but um, no, I I think that. The thing that about this movie that really surprised me most was actually what I found out about afterwards, because there was there was this great message the movie had that that seemed so so intentional and arguably like heavy handed, which I don't think it was, but you could, there was that argument was made. Um, 
But I found out that this movie was actually completely different up until 17 months before it was going to get released. They had they were they were working on a on a film that the, it was actually built around the idea of I think I'm not sure exactly who but someone was was in Africa looking at a reference for for a, their for one of their films or their ideas and they saw a bunch of animals uh, predators prey didn't matter they were just all around a watering hole and animals that usually like hunt other animals were just drinking this water in harmony not not attacking one another because they knew instinctively that that this that this resource is so precious, it's not worth it to 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 risk losing to risk losing it or risk losing your life um, over. So they so these 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 like these multitude of different animals working together, and they were inspired by that to make the story. But the original mm. idea was to have have a film that focused on on the fox. Um, Nick Wilde was that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Uh, he he was actually originally the main character. And it was going to be in a world where it was dominated by the by the cute, fluffy animals and uh, and I guess what you would call prey. Um, and because because in in nature it actually does exist. Ninety percent of animals are prey and ten percent are predators. So they were going to take that idea of like thousands of years in the future when these animals are evolved enough to function on their own. What if that that lingering instinctual fear? drove society to have a very, very, very oppressed minority of predators. And, and to a point where actually uh, they were going to all have to wear these electrical collars. And you can actually see it in, refer- in, a, in, a, in, a, in um, older concept art where they have what looks like, a, you know, like an electric fence collar for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, just around all of them. And, and it was a story of, of Nick trying to get out of the city. And Judy Hopps was going to be like a side character, but she wasn't going to be as likable. She was going to be a, a character who was, who was kind of a little more understanding, but she was still complacent in this in this in this unjust system. Really? What? I I like that they they broke out of that. Yeah, it it was going to be a lot more heavy-handed of a message. So initially what happened, they they couldn't make it work. They were were actually a year into production. And they they just just felt they weren't feeling the plot. And I think when they were trying to to figure out how how, how to make this world more likable because what they had was a dystopian future and it wasn't the world that people would want to live in and they didn't want to have a movie um, showing a world that no one wanted to be in they wanted this world to be something <laughs> inspiring something exciting oh my god it was um, like when when you first see Zootopia and just oh the animation in this movie was amazing like from from the the, the set pieces the you know uh, the, the the cinematography so to speak the, the characters the, the textures it, everything was just so oh my god this beyond Disney absolutely beyond yeah. disney you know like when, when the monorail when she was leaving for bunny town and going towards utopia it's like she was looking at asgard or something yeah, <laughs> it was you know, so cool and just yeah. through, like all the different towns it was just so and how you had the desert then immediately into the the, the tundra world i was like neverland was cool. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so apparently they 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 literally had to had to change everything a year into animating and that's like that's a big deal like with, with creating resources sure. um rigging these characters they had entire Entire. So we were talking earlier about about um, in DC them reusing potentially assets from a, from a, a previous film, but in this one they literally had to get rid of most of their assets because their entire the, the dystopian, <laughs> depressing world was just not being used anymore. So um, and and they they wanted to make Judy a more likable character, and they instead wanted to they took this character that was really unlikable at first, and and thought okay well what if we had this character 
try to uh, try like still be ignorant but but learn from from that ignorance and and ultimately overcome it and 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 uh, try to get around a a system that's that's nice on the surface but a little less nice when you get into it. and that that's what the message of the movie is you know it's like you want to believe that that people can just that everything can just live in harmony, but but the world is more complicated than that, and there you need to like it's something that needs to be protected, and in all in all of the, those, um, I guess, advanced ideological viewpoints that really I did not expect from a kids' film. Seriously, what, what did everybody else think of the film? Uh, I didn't care for it, in all honesty. Uh, I think for me, you know, it was a classic case of overhyped. Really? So, yeah, I went into it, and at that point, you had seen it, so you're you're a part of this. You're the reason. It's all your no, fault. No, I, I didn't. I didn't think there was hype. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, because I mean, you, like I overheard you talking about it with Mike. You guys are like, oh, so good, blah blah. That's some, you know, all these like the messages, blah blah. blah. And I was going to see it on um, on Tuesday, and I was telling people at work, I was like, I'm really pumped. Like it's gonna be great. And they're like, oh, you're gonna love it. It's the it's one of like one of the best 3D anime Disney movies ever. Blah blah blah. And I was just like, all right. This could be really, really fun. And then I sat there, and then like you know, I did enjoy parts of it. Like I really liked the character of Nick Wilde. Um, oh I did, yeah, I, I, I really like Jason Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman, of course, of course. Um, I did actually. I really liked the uh, the other fox. Like I can't remember his name, but like the the fucking, oh the little yeah the little the, smaller yeah like the like the bully his partner crime yeah. no no not him like the uh, him too yeah but like the bully. Like at the end, oh, I mean, we see him later. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. In the beginning, I hated him, but when you see him later, he just is making pies. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, where did this come from? Right. right. He was like, it's it's like that, that trope in the movie where the bully ends up like doing like sanitation or like a janitor. Yeah. You're like, all right, Biff, like buff my jeep. Oh yeah, all right, Mister McFly, I'll go put on another coat there for you. <laughs> there was all that. I mean, like there's there were things I enjoyed. Like obviously, like the whole sloth thing was just like just cracked me up still. But like I was ex- even in the credits, that was yeah, great. <laughs> uh, I was just expecting more. I think. Really? Well, yeah. I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I mean, yeah, but like you know, you you saw it with not a lot of expectations going in. I saw it with everyone oh, telling gotcha. me I'm gonna love oh, it. And no. It's great and all this stuff. No. And I enjoyed it, but not like I'm not like enthralled with it. Like the whole like thing with Judy. It's a great message, but it's not an original message. Like mm. I, I feel like every single Disney movie has that message. I actually looked into this because uh, I was curious about how how much the message was uh, a part of the film, which mm-hmm. is where I found out about the whole like completely different film initially. Sure. And believe it or not, the the entire message just came out from a very organic thought process. Like they didn't they didn't sit down and, and say we want to make a movie with this message. They had a film and they were like, okay, we actually don't like where this is going. What if we took this unlikable character and right. had no, her and, and, I- and had her learn? And then this this kind the kind the film we have evolved from it but um and i th- i think it actually um oh, I, I, is, is is a compliment to its storytelling and, and how and how effective they were in in, in conveying this character's journey eh, i think it was just like a boring journey for her the only part that really picked up for me was uh when they started going like it's predators only predators that are going crazy and all this oh, stuff and cool. then the society's reaction to that that's when i was like oh like this is like all right. This is what I'm kind of like feeling. Like let's let's see what's let's see how far down the no pun intended the rabbit hole we go into on this one. Let's, <laughs> let's let's see. And that was only like ten or fifteen minutes. Like it didn't feel very long. Most of it was just Judy is being like, I'm gonna be a cop, and then it's just like, all right. Well, you think you know anything else? You can do whatever you want to do in the Disney universe because that's just how it works. 
And yeah, I mean, were you? Were I guess you that that trope by, is just overused uh, for were me. Were you were you frustrated that they didn't continue to utilize a lot of the characters? Like I know I I noticed this too, where where um there were the all these characters they introduced that they had a lot of depth in. There was the there was that moose at the end, like the nudist colony and the, uh, the that elephant. was they weird. This, yeah, this <laughs> great personality, but for the most part, there were very few of, of, of very few of these characters were like that recurring. I, I guess my um, yeah, wait, you can't just gloss over the nudist colony. That that was weird. Okay, so so so, so when they went to go find this missing otter because like so some of the. Uh, <laughs> Animals were missing, and that's and that's what, what her first big case was. They went to this nudist colony, but all the animals were closed, so they just look like normal animals. But they put them in different poses and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? Like somebody Disney, like, hey, you know, be funny. The nudist colony because the animals are animals. Like, yeah, it was, it was, was really funny seeing their reactions. It's, it's like it's like some guy was working there. It's like, hey, you know, Donald Duck hasn't worn pants in like 80 years. Like, is really the shirt the only thing that's keeping him from being naked and an animal? Yeah. <laughs> Or like Porky Pig, he has no pants on. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, that being said, I actually did like how when, when the animals do go feral from when, when there when there's that um, the attacks on the predators, yeah. like you were saying, Greg, yeah. um, that they do actually like revert, like they start to move and function. It's it's almost like like they their their rig completely changed. Um, and I, I wonder if it did. I'm curious. Oh, I bet, I bet you I did. I bet you they even used new models too. Just really? So. I don't know. I, I, they could have a blend shape. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The way polyflow, I mean, we're getting too technical now, but the way <laughs> polyflow will go and stuff like that, I could see that being a little bit tearing. It might just be easier to show a transformation and then use a completely new character. Yeah. I, guess yeah, you know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, for me, I guess a lot of the frustration lied in, it started getting really interesting. And what a lot of people were saying was that, you know, it, there is uh, tones of discrimination and stuff in there. And that's what, like, I guess I thought it was going to be more about than just, like, you know, you know, little little Judy hops over there, wants to be a cop. So, you know, she's determined to do so. And like you even kind of see it in the beginning when Nick is trying to get an elephant ice cream. And there's like, we don't serve your kind here, blah, 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 get out of here. And he's like, oh, just this my kid. And it turns out he's a con man and they were right to not trust him. Yeah, but like, he was like, it's <laughs> not even a kid. It's a tiny <laughs> it's so little good. fox gangster sounding motherfucker. Yeah. The yeah. deepest <laughs> voice ever. It was fucking great. I love that character. But like that's. Great. That's what I was more interested in kind of seeing is, is something a little more adult. And then you realize, yeah, it's a kid's movie, so like you can't really get too, too deep into that. But like, but that being said, you, you, really, you really see this world that, that it, it's so cheery and promising all this opportunity. And then it just like breaks sure. these characters. And, yeah. and it's something that's so relatable to, I feel like, a lot of people deal with today, you know. And, and I think, yeah, it's a kid's film because it has this very, this very young, young idea. You know, even at the beginning, you had that one character who's like, oh, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. I and mean, that's like the classic yeah, yeah. childhood dream, you know. And... But then, but then you have something for the for the adults where it's all like, okay, well, how are you going to bounce back from from this low? Yeah, and, and and I think that's where it really it was it really it really shined. And I mean, I I even liked how even the characters we were supposed to like make mistakes. Like like Judy fancied herself to be that 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 beacon of light in in showing how 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 inclusive the world can be in 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 this in this ideal world but then she was she was so wrapped up in her vision that she didn't even realize when when she was being an accidental racist because she she just didn't understand she she fucked up and and everyone fucks up to a degree and 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 she and she worked back from it and made it right and 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 didn't didn't let falling into into her own her own preconceptions define her and she she took that as a as a learning opportunity instead of instead of something to to uh to hide behind i didn't really feel like what she said was that bad although i guess i'm not a predator so 
I wouldn't be too offended. Watching this movie, like one of the things, like you know, like of course the weird Dave moments. I was watching. I'm like, what do, what do the predators eat? Because they have. To I think they only show them eating insects throughout the film. They, I think they eat that's us. They have to be, <laughs> eat us. They have yeah. to be eating something. Because it's like so. If the the bunny, you know, if like the, the the prey only eat, you know, just what they eat, like you know, fruit, vegetables, you know, like herb, like herbivores type of shit. What do the? I, know, I, I was eat? I was wondering. Eating? I was wondering. Maybe they're just like, so advanced that they've been able to like synthesize like food, like various foods from like vegetation or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because I can tell there's between a fucking like tofu dog and a goddamn hot dog. I, th- I think I you're thinking a little too much into it at that point. Yeah, oh yeah, watching this like <laughs> no, I, I mean can, I loved I it, but there's like too. some thought, sometimes I thought of like how do how do they do this or like clothes? What are they making their clothes out of? Or like you know when they talk about like part when they went when they met like Mr. Hemp Big clothing the only way. <laughs> or no, when they met Mr. Big and basically they gave like he gave him like a carpet made of like of a skunk's butt. You know, yeah. it's like. So, yeah, that was a little dark. Is that is that the equivalent of giving someone like the skinned flesh of a human being? Right, that's yeah. what I thought too. I'm like, did they? Did, was it like someone he like skinned alive and gave him like the fur? Like that, yeah, that whole skunk really butt, like Godfather bit was amazing. Not not only did they did they get the Godfather, like they, they got the Godfather one for one. Like that was the scene <laughs> in Godfather. The they, date of my daughter's they, they wedding. Literally brought Brando back from the dead. Seriously, it was it was amazing. Everybody's seen Godfather. It, it's one for one. That whole scene, the date of my daughter's wedding, everything. <laughs> It was and the Ice bears. <laughs> the bears are like such big thugs. I love the bears. Yeah, the polar bears. Like, that, yeah. Is that Mr. Big? Okay, that has to be Mr. Big. Okay, that one has to be Mr. Like, Stop talking. <laughs> shut up. Shut up now. Stop talking. <laughs> that was great. And he was like, he gave me the skunk, skunk butt, skunk butt rug. <laughs> he just kept the joke just kept going, and it just kept dying and dying. My whole theater was dying. He was just like, you sold me a bad rug. That's made out of a skunk, a skunk's butt, skunk's butt's rug, a skunk's butt's rug that I gave to my grandmother. My grandmother with the skunk's butt's rug that you gave. I was like, what? This joke is going on for like 15 minutes. Buried her with that rug. It was amazing. I was like, oh my god. Like the humor was just so childish, but it was so, obviously, but it was it was so good, and then the message was so good but because there were a lot of things. Even how they got out of it, yeah, was still good. Like I mean, because like you had you, you thought they were like done for. You were like, okay, how are they getting out of this? She doesn't have any friends in the forest. But then it was some great, great storytelling, great narrative or writing or whatever, because the person that she saved happened to be the the uh, the Godfather. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty oh much yeah, the daughter. daughter. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was great because I mean, like, you took this moment of because because she was so eager to help people that she actually got reprimanded for because the person she was, she ended up not dying right then and there. And, and it was it was a great way to show that, like, you know, yeah, you you do get rewarded in the most roundabout ways for doing the right thing. And it doesn't always have to be the immediate payoff. It can be it can be something personal, it can or it can be something lot more long term. And it was just really nice to see them utilized. That. And honestly, like uh, this movie has all these amazing and different messages for kids because like there's a lot of stuff that the kids are, you know, like shown today and a lot of things are exposed to especially with the internet things on tv even when they're watching stuff with mom and dad they don't get like things that are kind of wholesome like this and that's why you know we need like like disney and that's why these movies are so good because there's a positive message like your the parents can take their kids in and the kids are like oh yeah look at all this stuff and they don't even know they're being taught a lesson you know but they grow up and they're like yeah yeah, yeah you know what <laughs> and you know even if they walk away feeling empowered like you know what i can do this thing and hopefully you know maybe there was some kid who was told he couldn't do something and then he's like yeah he or she is like you know what maybe i can 
And it's, it's, you know, it's a good feeling. So I really like the positive message here because, you know, I used to be a camp counselor for years and there's a lot of stuff. You don't really know like what kids are thinking and what they're exposed to until like they talk to you. And in being a counselor for years, like there's a lot of kids who would just like talk to you. And some of the things that come up are just like, wow, they have like sometimes not so nice lives and, you know, the things they're exposed to aren't that great. So it's good to see something positive like this come out. Do they in fact say the darndest things? They do actually like <laughs> they, they really do. It's it's crazy that this this stuff they say. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I just I had I had more hopes in Zootopia than what it was. They did have awesome background characters though. J.K. Simmons is the mayor. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. J.K. Uh, Simmons. Idris Elba as the chief, police chief. Yes. That was like the greatest thing they could have done, just because like his <laughs> voice. Is so authoritative. Like yeah. I have never ever seen a movie with him where I wasn't afraid of that man. No matter what it was, even if it was like with um, Rock and Rolla, which was more of a comedy, more or less. Like his character was still like authoritative. He had like such a strong, powerful voice. It's like if he yelled at me, I'd shit a brick. Yeah. Even at the, even at the end when he made that joke, I was like, "Is he serious? I don't know if he's serious." Yeah. <laughs> um. Who else? Oh, uh, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, but the played the mayor's assistant, who ended up, you know, ultimately being the the bad guy. But um, she was actually in Parks and Rec. Uh, oh, she was uh, Jarafio's sister. If you remember that, I was gonna say, was she Tammy one? No, no, <laughs> no. Because um, the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, no. She was um she was definitely I can't remember her name in the in the show either, but um she was John Ralphio's sister who was just like a clone of John Ralphio. So Aziz Ansari's <laughs> best friend's sister. That's funny. Yeah. Um so that was pretty cool. It's it's just always fun when you see like, you know, these actors or the, even these like lower lower end actors that you don't like me, I can't remember or her pop name. Stars. Or pop stars. Yeah, but like Shakira was uh, Shakira. I was like, what? Because I was just like, wait a minute, why, why do they keep showing this why? Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I get the immersion of the world. Why do they keep showing this this gazelle person? No, is that gazelle? And there but was like, like an app. I love the parallel with the app because we yeah, were so obsessed, cool. obsessed with apps and stupid things. Like, oh you have the app too? And then like she's there. I was like, what? <laughs> it's actually Shakira. That's crazy. So like is, is Shakira like still a thing? And I just like don't know that because like she is, I feel actually. like she was a thing yeah. like like 15 years ago and then she kind of went away from yeah her. when she was making her american debut she tried to be a thing in the u.s but of course american audiences didn't take yeah um no i think a lot of people but, took to her well i mean i, I not she's as she's a pop star for a reason <laughs> i mean yeah but she got her fame originally from like latin america that's where right. she originally came from right well so a lot of like mm-hmm. so a lot of people really didn't take to like who she was i mean yeah she did have a good nice stint here in the U.S., but not as much she does does like in Latin America. Sure. Well, yeah, obviously. So in yeah. Latin America, she's still massive, but not as massive. She, but she's not as massive here. Well, I mean, she, she's she's still big in certain places. Like you know, when Shakira was big, I you know was living and grew up in in South Florida, which has a huge sure. like Latin population. So it's like you know, so so to say, like, oh, she really need to take. Uh, she did. <laughs> she really well, did. She did, but like I yeah, guess, she, like she I took, but like not like took took. Like I can like say Shakira here where we at right now, mm-hmm. and everyone's gonna be like, yeah, well, the chick from like ten years ago. Yeah, that that's my perception of it. We're we're at we're or, at a Shakira Defcon three right now, or the it's not um, the highest it's ever been, but it's not the lowest. I just feel like it's just been like I f- I don't know. Like I feel like she's her just social like, relevance is gone. It should have been Lady Gaga. Is that what you're thinking? 
Yeah, like something like that, and maybe not Lady Gaga. I, I, but was, like I don't know. I would have been upset else. if it was Lady Gaga. Not Lady Gaga, but like someone else. Like, like Shakira was just like, if I felt like they wanted someone else and they couldn't, so just like, well, hey, you're not doing the voice anymore. Sen- so it, it does make sense for Shakira because she does a lot of like, um, what's it called, like Hit humane movies. society type of stuff, or a lot of human like outreach. Like, she does a lot of like shit for her country. Sure. So it makes sense why they chose her for that character. Like she does a lot of like humanitarian work. Does a lot of just good stuff, which is why. That her and that character made sense. Okay. Okay. See, I didn't know that about her. So that makes a little more sense. I'm a little I'm a little more okay with that. You ignorant bastard. Yes. Well, I never claimed to not be an ignorant bastard. You guys just assume that I'm not. And probably not anymore yeah. after forty six episodes we, of this. We thought we thought far too much we of thought Greg, way too much of me. Uh no, I mean I honestly didn't know that about her. So it does make a little more sense. Uh for me when I was watching it, I was just kinda like, Really? Shakira? Eh, okay. Whatever. I guess. Um, I wasn't the, the, I wasn't the most excited about her cameo. You know what I mean? Her part. I guess J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons, uh, won it for the cameos. J.K. Simmons and Idris Elba just okay. fucking is it, won it. Is it me or was the llama like in the nudist colony? Wasn't, wasn't that, wasn't that Chong? Yeah, that was Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong? Yeah, Tommy Chong. It was yeah. him, right? Yeah. yeah. I was listening. I'm like, it has to be. Who yeah, that's totally, No one else totally should be him. that. That was, it had to be him. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty nice scene too, where he's like, "Hey, remember that car that came?" And the, the yoga instructor's like, "No." So like, yeah, no, yeah, it had like that busted door. It was a license plate number. This, this. Do you remember that? <laughs> I wish I had. A I wish I remember like that. That was a really cool character. Like the. Flies. And when he's like talking to the elephant, he's like, "Elephants remember everything." Yeah. He's like, "No." That, that was it really. Go, cool. It's just like a callback to like. I mean, like as funny as it is, but like, potheads have like some of like the best memories I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like you ask them like the most mundane detail, and they just know it. It's like you shouldn't know that you are well, high. Well, it's because you know time, so it makes sense. That's that's what gets focused on, like those details, like the the kind of like the ADD goes away and you just zone in on that one button that's kind of out of place, and then it's like the shirt that's kind of an interesting shade of green, man. All right. <laughs> oh, so I think man. I think you're generalized. <laughs> no, I mean like that's that was like back when I had uh, done that. Uh, that's that was what it would happen to me. <laughs> Was I drank wild child my wild days. child days to just be like zoning out and just being like, you focus on the I focus on the weirdest fucking things and I can remember it because I spent I felt like an eternity focusing on it, <laughs> which probably was longer than I should have been. <laughs> Not to terrify you guys, but back in those days when I would do, I would become the Joker. Like my Greg is now blind from staring into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so circular and bright, and then everything has meaning. Man. There is a giant cheese ball full of cheese. You guys. Well, God. Um, so it's just about time while we're on that fucking note. Uh, we're just about now. We're into the podcast. Please give us a secret question. It's time for the secret Please. question, guys. Give us a dope secret question. It's, I think it's a decent one. It's not, it's not my finest, but I like it. it. It's suitable for what the topic is. So it's time for secret question. Secret question time. You sound. We, met, we sang over it. Damn okay, it. good. Take a question time. There it is. There okay. Go. God damn it. That's for you, you Dave. Asshole. Just for you. You um, Secret question. So we talked about uh, Disney's Zootopia, and it's a world inhabited by um, animals that have kind of evolved to the current point that we are at almost. Uh, some exceptions included in there. So my secret question, you guys, is actually a pretty simple one. Um, I am going to start off with Amber on this one. And Amber, I'm going to have you choose a member of the podcast and I want you to assign an animal to them. 
Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hmm. I can be quirky. Not you, though. You have to choose another member. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Crap. Yeah. This is hard. I'm trying. I'm trying to pick the person right now. Never mind the animal. <laughs> Just pick a person. Any person. Just pick a person. person. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. All right. I'll make it. I'll make it real easy for you. Pick Surge. Surge. No. I want to. I'm actually. It's in the name of the damn podcast. What? I'm not gonna say oh Surge should be a, a bad coyote. Right, right. I mean, it's easy. I think Dave really should be quickly. a grizzly bear. All right. Amber, okay. You, I you can see... pick Dave. Pick Dave. I, uh, grizzly. I said a grizzly bear. Dave's grizzly bear. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Now, if, if now yeah. Dave being a grizzly bear, what would his job be in Zootopia? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Let's expand it. Hmm. Wait, me or Dave? Oh no. my God, Amber. Amber, you. Amber. Follow directions. What is this? Amber. A secret question? No. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Dave would be. I can see like like, um, like the the steam coming from Amber's ears. Oh my God! I still have to go with this question now. <laughs> Listen, you're, 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 the question's evolving as I'm trying to answer it. It's like it's, it's like a fourth dimension question. <laughs> I answered half of it, and then there's more. Okay, so I get I don't know. Kirk, what's the circumference of the space? Random. A janitor. He'd be a janitor. Grizzly bear. Damn. Sing, Sorry, Dave. You saying what janitor? A janitor. Latino. Damn, Amber. Yes. Have you learned nothing really? from it's, this it's movie? Did you learn beard. nothing Jeez. from Zootopia? Jeez. God. It's the, it's the beard. I'm going to say like, Senator Dave. Senator Dave the Bear. <laughs> Senator Dave that, that has a sex tape somewhere. I could see that, yeah. So because that he has be a me. beard, Dave is a janitor and a grizzly bear. Yes. That's, that's Amber's wow. logic. <laughs> if you have a beard, you're a wow. I guess you're a janitor. You're, you have a beard, you're a janitor? Whoa. You could have gone, you the, gone the, funny This with is that. not like, the know, view of the entire Bad Cutie Funky organization. <laughs> These views are just of Anabom Amber's. Okay, continue. You could have you, you gone like, funny she, with that. The most said, offensive thing about what she said is she's never seen Goodwill Hunting. Guys, some of my best friends have beards, okay? So they're all janitors? Not anymore, they don't. I know. <laughs> Damn, Amber, not all people with beards are alike, okay? Crap. Uh, I'm sorry. God. I didn't mean to. Sure, nothing from Zootopia. Nothing. Okay. Throw me these hard questions. So, Dave, you're up next. Pick another member of the podcast. What animal are they? And what job would they have in Zootopia? Oh, I would definitely go with Casey. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and Casey, I can see him being... Uh, I wouldn't go so far as saying, like, a sly fox. You know what I mean? I was so sure you were going to say sloth because that's what I wanted to say. No, I wouldn't say sloth. I would say more like uh, a fo- fox in a way because you're very skittish, you know, and you run around a lot. Um, and what your job would be. I wouldn't say sly fox, more like the fox that tries to, you know, when he tries to run away from a trap, he runs into the trap. That's, um, that's classic me all over, baby. Yeah. And what your job would be. Um, you're the. You still get animal experimentation done to you in this world. Oh God! So he's like a twitchy fox. <laughs> his job oh is to get animal experiments yeah. performed on his yeah. person. On so his he's like he's still tw- he twitches. He has his eye that's all fucked up. You know what I mean? So he goes to run away from like the animal experiments, and he just runs back into the chair. I'm safe here. Oh, oh, oh shit! You know, maybe the test makeup on him. Who knows? Jinkies. Mm-hmm. I just want to see Casey <laughs> in lipstick. There, I said it. So Casey is a fox wearing lipstick that's twitching out, and his profession is he gets experimented on. Sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know if that's a profession, though. You can apparently make some great money doing You that. can. Right. I've known many friends that always did, like, Yale studies, and they made a killing doing that Fair shit. Fair enough. Casey, uh, go. Ooh, this one, ooh, this is, this takes some, takes some thinking. Uh, I, mm, I'm gonna go with, 
I'm going to go with Greg. And I'm thinking... Keep in mind that I'm going to edit this ultimately. So oh, yeah. if you'd like to be on the podcast still, <laughs> should, <laughs> choose your words carefully, carefully, boy. Greg would be the most dangerous animal of all. Man. <laughs> oh, damn it, Casey. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. No, that's, um, that's not good. Uh, no, I would just make you my favorite animal ever. A bald eagle. Nice. Proud, true, and natural leader. Please let me on the podcast. America. <laughs> no, uh, no, really. I, I actually, I was going to pick a hawk. Um, I think a hawk is a, is a very cool animal. They are, they're certainly very proud. They're brave. They're endearing. Um, and Greg has the audacity to put up with us every week. And, you know, I'm, I'm down with that. That leaves up to me. Uh, I have to pick Surge. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, so, Serge, I'm going to say... Uh, why did I say Coyote before? Because that's what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> Serge would be a... I'm looking around my room. Batarang. Um, <laughs> Not a bad... I know there is I know there is a... Like, I know there is a Stitch figure in your room, and Stitch is an animal. Sti- yeah, he's an alien. That doesn't count. He's an animal alien. What animal's like really loud? Something that's loud. Stitch is loud. <laughs> well, I would say like no, but I think I think the coyote is actually pretty pretty accurate for Surge. Just like the hijinks and shit that, that ensues <laughs> and all of that <laughs> bananas crap that like that like is, it's pretty accurate. Either I would say a coyote or a hyena. Hmm. And I, I was thinking hyena also. Hyena. I was thinking hyena also. Yeah, because because <laughs> that laugh that we all and I'll yeah. I'll put that again in post right here. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, sir. Just, I'll go with nope. that because when you nope. laugh, it fills up a room. It fills um, up a room when you laugh. And he would be professionally a. I'm going to say a PR guy, but like that the facade, like very professional, but the the facade breaks whenever something slightly funny happens around. Him. <laughs> so I just freaking out and laughter, just freaking out. So it goes from like a normal like uh, civilized person to like Ed the hyena from uh, no. Lincoln. <laughs> Just dissolve. Just make a hyena. Yeah, I'm just sick with hyena. It went from coyote to hyena. That's what it's going to be. By the by, if we have time, I have a better one for you. Nope, you already you already got it. No, I want to choose Amber. Yeah, Amber would be somehow it comes full circle. it's almost like I was secretly hoping that would happen. Yeah, Amber would be Godzilla. No, Godzilla's no room. Dastard things twice. Sad things. Uh, Instead, we pick everyone's favorite reptile, a garden snake. Nah, Ember Ember would definitely be a sea otter librarian. Really? Excuse? Yeah. I'm okay with this, actually. Yeah, she should have like she have like little glasses wow. and be like 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 very jittery, like very jittery. Like if people like would come to the library, she could like smell that a book is like overdue. She'd be like, "What are you doing? A book is overdue." What are you- it's like he really knows me. Yeah. She would like scurry up ladders, like 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 t- it would be a, a very tall, <laughs> huge library. She was this little tiny creature. She'd have to scurry up huge, tall ladders to return books and put things in order. And she'd be sitting there like reading books. I don't know. It'd be like a very I'd make record time. Yeah, exactly. A little, little sea otter. And then and then she would eat lunch on her belly, <laughs> like an otter. <laughs> like, like, like normal. Exactly. I, I was secretly hoping I would be last because for me, I think Amber would be a barista mouse. But the same thing with the jitters. Same thing with the jitters, where it's just like, you want what? What is this? What that? But I don't know how to be. And she's like zipping around, zipping around, zipping around, zipping around. And you just get whatever coffee she makes you. 
<laughs> just get what you get, and that's it. Can I give you like a stripping grizzly bear? A stripping grizzly? No, you're already a janitor. <laughs> oh, I was going to say kendo teacher, Ken- by the by. Kendo teacher. Oh, that is kind of cool, actually. Kendo teaching grizzly bear sounds about right to me. <laughs> who's a who's a who's a janitor in the morning because he has to pay them bills and every well, now I mean, and then. Yeah, I mean, those bills aren't going to pay himself. That apartment's expensive in the city. And then and every now and then he's a male stripper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the weekends. Yeah, moonlight. I would say Casey is a slow loris. That's my favorite a kind of monkey loris. that I learned from Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Tell me that's not where you know that from. I don't know that from What, a slow loris? No, yeah. not from the Discovery Channel. Oh, really? <laughs> what like, is it? I don't like, even know like, what that is. Like what is that? It's like uh, a slow loris. Like, it's, 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 a, it's like a sloth. It's a family of sloths. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's really big eyes. He eats fruit and shit. So, yeah, a slow loris. He said that it's not as cool as like a sloth, like a true sloth. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Dave being a mole. Yeah. The glasses. <laughs> like, so when I think about like, when I think about like, you know, like, all of us here and you're trying to draw them and stuff like that. It's just like you think of the characteristics. So for Dave, it's always the big glasses with the hair and stuff like that. I can totally see that with like a mole of some kind. Just like scurrying about and like accidentally goes into like girls' locker rooms and is like, oh, I'm sorry. And then just like scurries back. Yeah. Like Morocco mole. Morocco like mole. Accidentally, yeah. With the, with the little fez and everything. Yeah. With yeah. glasses he can't see. He's out here doing secret squirrel in Morocco mole. Hannah Barbera over here. Exactly. Exactly. Hey. For those of you who get who get that reference, extra points. Extra points. <laughs> Next week's secret question: What Hannah Barbera would you make the member of? The night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if that's that's the case, if that's the case, then Dave would be that uh, that that wolf that always like drops his jaw whenever he sees uh, that, that red, red hot. Yeah. Red. yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the zoot suit, like leaning up against a light pole, and then whenever he sees like like a, a girl dance, his jaw drops and his tongue rolls out. <laughs> it just just real quick, you just remind me from like one scene in Zootopia where I like literally was crying. Um, when they go to like the hospital and she starts howling, and one of the wolves starts howling. Oh yeah, and the wolf goes, to him, you, "You didn't stop, make her start a howl. I didn't start it." <laughs> they all start howling. That's great. <laughs> I love. I love how like just before they were talking, about, like why do they do that? <laughs> I, I love how like it's so easy to make the wolf seem like the coolest characters ever, but they seem like the worst ones to be, just because they were just like like the henchmen and they couldn't even control their urges. I love. I, that. I, I, I do give the movie kudos for doing that. Yeah, it would like be really easy to make them badass. <laughs> and Jason Bateman's character, the fox, he's like. And it was how? What is up with that? Why do they do that? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? It's a thing. <laughs> That's great. And they randomly dropped the Rizzoli and Isles reference in the movie twice. <laughs> I think, I think like, like Greg would definitely be, be a fox. I think so. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, like like when I was watching the movie and like Jason Bateman's character was going on with the fox, I was like, that's that's totally Greg. Like all the things he would say, like like I, I don't know why, but the scene where like he was like 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 crushing her hopes and dreams, he was like, okay, let's let's put it this way. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're you're a bunny. Let's stop me if this story sounds familiar. Little bunny comes to the big city. Ooh, I'm going to change the world. I don't know why, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I can see Greg doing that. That's like. Back in college, when you would like knock on Greg's like dorm room door, and he would open up, and the first thing he said was probably the worst thing that you'll ever hear in your life. That's ouch. That's that's Greg. Like you woke him, and it's like whatever's coming out is what's coming out. Yeah, I like my sleep. I still do. <laughs> don't, don't wake me up. It's not a nice. Not nice things happens when when I get woken up. I'm gonna totally try that that uh, frozen pop scheme. By the way. Oh man, that was. I was like, what? You can do that. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm guaranteed someone someone's out there right now making a YouTube video. Hey guys, we're 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 making popsicles. We're making popsicles it. with the fucking oh, P A W. Now to wrap up, I want you guys to name one person you know. Give them an animal and a job, and just in the world. No, that's yeah, yeah, not one person that you guys dead. know personally. I don't know. I can't I can't think of anything. I got I got nothing. My, my dad is without question a bear. I think everyone's he's, dad or most people. He's a big. He's a big man. He loves to eat and he loves to sleep. <laughs> my uh, or our buddy uh, Malik, and like he, the animal he would be is just a traveling yeti or bigfoot. <laughs> you see it everywhere. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's it's not it's not really a bear, you know. It's not really a man. It's something in the middle, but you see it all over the world. It's Malik. I always want to say Malik could be some kind of bird because of the whole all the migrating he does. Hmm. Yeah, but he's also like another like large gentleman, so it's like it'd have to be a really massive fucking bird. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Did you not see the rescuers down under? Did you not see that <laughs> fucking <laughs> eagle? It's <laughs> 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 so good. Fucking love it. Oh my god. What about you, Amber? I think my younger brother would probably be a yeah. cat because he is just the coolest. Making him a cool cat. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> fucking terrible. No, that, why do we have right? you on the show again? That was that was that, <laughs> right? that was so bad and like so like adorable at the same time. <laughs> no, he's like he. Whenever he comes back from uh, college, he's always going. He has the coolest friends. He's going to the coolest parties. Like he's just. When I, I I feel cooler by hanging around him. Aww. So <laughs> so I uh, I have to say he'd be a cat. Nice. Hmm, that's sweet. Isn't that nice? Oh. <laughs> Um, I know who I want to say. I just can't figure out what kind of animal they would be. It's uh, my buddy Carl, who listens to us a lot. And he actually has a twin brother named Claude. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make that work. Carl and Claude. Carl and Claude. The two squirrels. I'm going to say squirrels. <laughs> Going with squirrels. Carl and Claude. Carl and Claude. I was trying to think of one with like a, like a, a C, the animal name, but then Amber already said cat, so... The alliteration ah. would have been nice. And cougars would have given a, a completely different connotation to the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of like our buddy Sam. I was trying to think of what animal is like really like loud and like spastic and just like has a lot of heart. I think a badger, a honey badger. A honey Sam, badger. Sam, oh Sam would be a honey, honey badger. Don't care. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't care. Look at this little guy. Honey badger don't care. That's perfect. Oh, my God. Yep. And I'm thinking of another friend who would be a hippo, but I don't want to say their name. You know who you are. All right. That's all the time we have for Fuck today. You, man. All right. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to lose weight. Fuck you. Well, I was out of nowhere. It's not Dave. <laughs> she knows who she is. Now, that's all the time oh. we have for today's podcast, everyone. Thank you for tuning in on twitch.tv slash backhittyfunky every Thursday at 9 30 Eastern Standard Time and listening to us on iTunes and checking out Bad Cody Funky. Dot com, a nerd site for everything you actually care about without the garbagey fluff. We give it to you straight here, people. Talk about Spider-Man, talked about Doctor Strange, talking about uh, Hollywood whitewashing. It's great. It's all it's all straight talk here. We, we do it for fun. On today's podcast, we, we've had Booster Greg. What? The other bearded menace. Uh... God damn it. That was great. <laughs> you, do, you do realize, Serge, like every single insecure girl that you know is freaking out right now from that comment, right? That they're all like about to like shit themselves. That was Dave. And we have TV's Casey. Hey. <laughs> and a mom Amber. Kaboom. And I'm Serge. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every Thursday. iTunes, SoundCloud, 
We'll be coming up on PAX East yeah. next week. So if you guys uh, see us around or want to say hello, please do. Go to PAX East. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hello. We'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time. Or we'll see you never. Or a PAX. Greg, you stole my bit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.